On this episode of the State of the Bulldogs with Sam, Mike, and Jeb, we're going to talk a little March Madness, some portal madness uh, going on in the SoCon, turning it upside down. We're going to give a little recap of Sanford's non-conference season so far for baseball, and then we have a little bit of spring practice news for the football team. We'll get a little bit more on that as the practices develop. And tonight, special last-minute guest, we got Jeb's brother Davis joining us, so it should be a good night. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate us five stars, and leave a good review. Follow the show on Twitter at State of the Dogs. And with that, let's kick this thing off. I want to imagine now, and there's nothing on now, now, on a Saturday night, now, after a big yeah. Second overtime, Nick Pollard, the snap, the hold, the kick. On the run, he's got room. It's like a five good ending of Winston. So good, champ. All right, Davis, so welcome to the show, man. How about you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, other than the fact that you are Jeb's little brother? So I'm Davis. Uh, really appreciate you guys having me on the podcast tonight. So I grew up playing basketball in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, now live in Tucson, Arizona. What are you doing now in uh, Tucson? Yeah, so I'm currently uh, I'm currently in school, um, getting ready to transfer to University of Arizona. And... Staying school kids. Yep, darn straight. Hey, maybe uh, maybe you could join the basketball team. Also, try not to lose uh, in the round of thirty-two, but <laughs> round of sixty. Yeah, yeah. 64. Sorry, round of sixty-four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let alone. Yeah. So, David, so you played basketball yep. in Charlotte at, uh, where'd y'all go? Country Day? Uh, Covenant Day School. It's in Matthews, North Carolina. Yeah. Who Who's the coolest? Well, first off, any like big SOCON names you've played against? Because I know SOCON recruits out of Charlotte. And then, other than yeah. that, like, biggest player you've played against? Yeah. Yeah. So, out of the SOCON, um, that would be BJ Mack. Uh, oh, BJ Mack. You yep. played against BJ Mack? That's sick. Yeah. He's a yeah. dog. BJ Mack went to both uh Charlotte Catholic and Charlotte Christian school. Where where Steph school. Curry went. Yep. So, you know, they got you know, th- those Steph school, right? Obviously they're gonna recruit, you know? Um <laughs> No, it's, of course not. Yeah. It's right. against the rules. Yeah. Would never happen, no. <laughs> but like, no, seriously, it's 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 pretty insane. I mean the amount of talent some of those schools are able to get. Granted, yeah, it's local talent, but I mean, you know, <laughs> North Carolina's the hoop state. It's the hoop is state. Is it though? You know, How many teams are still yeah. in the tournament? Zero. Uh, th- Let's talk about well, well, how about national championships though? <laughs> uh all right, all so right. you played against BJ Mack. Who else did you play against? Uh Devon Dotson, Grant Williams. He Gans- Kansas Garon Dotson. Team. Yep, yep. Kansas yeah, point I guard. Him. Grant Williams. Um, but yeah, Grant Williams. You mean two-time SEC Player of the Year, Grant Williams? Indeed, from the University of Tennessee. And he didn't choose because... UNC. Huh? Interesting. He's too smart <laughs> for that. He had offers well, from like Princeton and Harvard. He wanted a real education. Wanted to actually go yeah. to class, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he went to Tennessee. Yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> Mike's a huge Tennessee fan. If anybody didn't know. Uh, but no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so Grant Williams went to Providence Day. 
I think yep. we mentioned that last week, but he was there when Davis was playing at Covenant. All right, let's get to our question. Let's get to our question of the week. All right, so boys, we're coming off probably the best opening weekend of the tournament I've ever seen. And Fairleigh Dickinson, however you say it, heard said a couple ways, not really sure, had the top upset, obviously, against number one seed Purdue. So our, our question is, what, which one do y'all prefer? Is it, which one is better to y'all? The UMBC over Virginia upset, the first 16 over one, or the second 16 over one? Uh, and just other thoughts on the awesome tournament so far. So I definitely want to jump out and answer this one, Sam, because I read that. I was reading through the show notes before the show. And uh, to me, so at first it was, oh, definitely UMBC because it was Virginia, right? Virginia was a better one seed than Purdue. Right. Obviously. I think Purdue was the weakest one seed of all the one seeds in this tournament. In my opinion, maybe shouldn't have been a one seed at all. Maybe a two or three seed. But they're and, playing the best basketball conference, so they had to. Okay, go all right. Well, anyway, but according to the committee, that is this might be this might be recency bias, but Fairley Dickinson is the better upset, in my opinion. Sure. Why? Just because of this, like that that upset set up this tournament as being one of the more fun tournaments that I've watched in recent years and it's that's why and and that's not to say because sam wrote sam asked better not bigger so i would say umbc was the bigger one but fairly yeah uva was because of the tournament highly taught the context of the entire tournament as a whole not just like the matchup yeah set the stage so entertainment jeb goes jeb goes fairly davis what were you gonna say so I can tell you exactly why that win is absolutely nuts. So tell us exactly why, bro. I will because a D two <laughs> team, a D two team, yeah. won their conference. Yeah, that's right. That's nuts. They're not supposed to be there. No, They're not supposed to be there. They show up. They they walk in the gym and beat number one seed Purdue after I mean, after granted, playing in the first four. Yeah, after yeah. having a play in game. Insane. And dude, they're, well, they're, they're putting up a fight tonight. Too, I think. Yeah, it looks yeah, like they're only down yeah. six with it like did. four yeah. minutes in the first. Michael, what do you think? Well, obviously, because I have to talk about Tennessee as much as I can. <laughs> Purdue is in Tennessee's side of the bracket. Tennessee beat Duke. So yeah. instead of having to play Purdue next week, we have to play the winner of FDU and FAU. So paved the way. That's a huge, that's huge for us. It's awesome that the FDU coach was just hired from like a D3 school last year, right? Like this is his first hmm. season from a D3 or D2 school. Didn't know that. Uh, but the fact that the UMBC went over Virginia was the first time it's ever happened. A 16 over one seed. Virginia was a three-loss team heading into that tournament. was probably the favorite to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And they beat them by 20 points. Does it? Let me ask all this. But points. that was the beginning of a trend for Virginia away? basketball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is the fact that UVA can't perform in March does that have? Does that take anything away from you? Well, we can't say that they can't. They won the national they championship won a national the next championship year, like right after that. But tell me, would you rather? Would you rather have be the three? embarrassment of college basketball and win a national title, or be yes. Oklahoma? I'd rather be Oklahoma. Dude, you take the. You, Bro, you take the you take the national championship and the three embarrassing losses. 
No, you're right. You always take the natty. You're, you always, you're, you're always Auburn and not Oregon. You know what I mean? Like in football, you're, you're always just taking the one-off natty however you can take it. Yeah, take it however you can. That's fair. Okay, well, how about this though? How about the fact that Purdue was the tallest team in America and Fairley was the shortest team in America and their strategy was screw it. We're doubling Edie the entire time and we're going to let anyone else beat us. That's because they don't have anybody else. They have freshman guards that everybody talks about how they're not good. They had not. Wait, are you telling me that? Are you telling me a Big Ten team not named Michigan State is a fraud in the NCAA tournament? Hey, Indiana's still in it. Fraud. (laughs) They're losing tonight. They're losing tonight. Let's not act. I hope not. Let's not act. All right. What are what are some other thoughts on this amazing tournament? I was going to ask Davis about FDU though. Wait, what did you say about a uh, D two team winning? Like FDU D two. No, the the team that won their conference is currently transitioning from Division Two to D one. I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, and And they weren't eligible for the tournament this year, and they weren't eligible. Oh, okay. That makes uh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Well, and I also think what Michael pointed out, their coach is it's his first year coaching and they won that game, which is kind of yeah. which is hype. And he was like a he everybody doubted that hire cuz he was like there were so many other coaches they could have gone with and they took a risk on this yeah. guy and, and you know Merrimack. Oh, Merrimack. Yeah, Merrimack. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It's those New Jersey schools, man. Princeton, FDU. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this in our leaders in our group chat, but I don't love that an Ivy League team's one of our Cinderellas. Like it doesn't, it just yeah, doesn't yeah. feel the same, right? You get it. Like all. University of Maryland, Baltimore County has a different yeah. ring to it. <laughs> I love watching the Princeton fans. It's, it's gritty, dude. It's gritty. It's right. it's like the Prince. You're right, Michael. Know. The Princeton it's, fans. You're like, okay, that guy's fans. like has like, some hedge fund, like, and you're like, yeah, get your quarter yeah. zip out of here. Like, give me the yeah. jersey sweatshirt guy. Come on. Like, oh, I you canceled it. your. Your route of eighteen to come to this game instead at the country club, like oh yeah. I did see a meme. I did see a meme on Instagram. It was like a video of someone panning in like the Princeton library and being like Princeton fans super excited about how well they're doing in the tournament <laughs> and everyone was just in there studying. <laughs> and I thought that was funny. Um That's but great. I disagree, Sam. Like, I yeah. I enjoy that Princeton's like doing well, and I don't think it matters that they're in Ivy League because I'm really happy for you, East Coast elitist. No, it's not. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. Just like, I, like even if East it, Coast elitist, <laughs> if it was any of the schools, it's just the fact that no, it's fun. No, these you're right. one seeds like come in like thinking that they're going to yeah. make a deep run that all of us make. Uh, of course, brackets, yeah. and we're yeah. like. Oh, like there's no way Princeton's going to beat this team. And now everyone's bracket shot, except for this one dude I was I was following his bracket on Yahoo. And he had Princeton and FDU and like he until okay, well, the, uh, his like 40th bracket. No, yeah, uh, the, the only bracket that he yeah, did. What was what was it? The only team that he's missed so far, which is crazy, is he had Kansas? Pitt too over Iowa State. 
Yeah, that was it. Kansas Arkansas. losing to Arkansas. That was the only one yeah, he's missed. Yeah. Arkansas yeah. has turned it into that tournament team that is the upset I hate it, team. Dude. I, I kind of like it. The I don't like the coach, the Elite Eight last They've year. got back to back. You shouldn't be yeah, taking your shirt off. Shirt off for That's a Sweet low class. Appearance. That's low class. He also only goes after transfers, and I don't like that. You got to have some like high school recruits, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Well, wait, wait, wait. What about Anthony Black? Who's up? Anthony Eight. Anthony Black for Arkansas? Oh, he's a true starting freshman. point guard. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. He's well. The rest are the rest. They're gonna watch the backs. Is, is transfers. Yeah, yeah. Like council is council. Who did y'all's final fours ended up being after y'all made your brackets, Davis? Who is your final four? Uh, I think I had Houston, Arizona, yeah. UCLA. So you're still alive? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 I still have. Yeah, so it's it's you. Oh, I had Purdue in there as well. <laughs> oh man! All right, so you're you. So Arizona right, so f- against Purdue. Okay, fifty percent, fifty percent alive. That's not bad, Michael. Who's this your final four? It's the right side that hasn't had any upsets. Yeah, yeah, and our well, in Kansas. our sleeper bracket that we're all in. Yeah, well, Kansas. I had yeah. I had Arizona and Duke, mm-hmm. Duke to win it all, and then I had Texas and UCLA. I believe that is okay. Get out, Jeb. Next, Texas, uh, Houston, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Duke. Houston, Gonzaga, Arizona, and Duke. Yeah, I we all that's interesting. I had Arizona too. Uh, yeah. I had Arizona, Kansas, Houston, and Marquette. Before we created our brackets last week when we recorded our podcast, right? We did our final fours on the that, that last yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. I had Creighton in my final four. Yeah, you were high on them. Yeah, you know, looking and I am high on them. They're looking good, oh, dude. I'm, Baylor's going down. Let's go. I'm I'm sticking to that. I've been I've been sticking to that. It's just when it comes to these like competition Let's things go, with your friends, dude. Like, I don't know. But yeah. uh, that's I'm excited about Creighton. So yeah, I should have rolled with uh, UConn. I really wanted to. I think I have them in the Elite Eight, but I had them losing to Kansas. I just couldn't do dude. it. I don't know. And Penn Short State really hard, needed to have man. beaten Texas last night. That Will there ever me. be a perfect bracket? No. Especially not now. Like, once they expand, it'll be insane. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on well, – what's been your favorite – Let's one last question on March Madness. What's, what's been y'all's favorite moment? And if it was fairly Dickinson, pick another. I thought – I mean, obviously, I think the, the Furman shot was – Yeah, dude. Unfortunately. That was crazy. We're not going to give Furman any more airtime than necessary. I cannot – it's not like it was absurd. I can't tell you it's how many crazy. times I've I've sat and watched those two games that Furman played. I was like, this could be Sanford, you know, dude. Yeah, that's the, yes. That's that's what. What's that's crazy what to me it. is it. Our entire season came down to Jake Stevens playing. No, 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 no. The the, the last second shot we had to beat Furman in, at Furman. Like if we had yeah. just made that the entire. Oh yeah, you're right, right, right. Yeah. Because then we would win the thing outright. Yeah, we would have been the one seed. Yeah, the one seed. And then so Furman, probably. obviously, yeah. deal with Jake Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But butterfly flag, but you know, it's don't dwell on it. Move on to next season. All right, so Jeb, that there. was an amazing. You're right, Furman. That was an amazing shot. UVA. But let's be real. It was really just UVA losing that game. Uh, Michael, yeah. what was your favorite? Well, I let me let me back up. Okay, my yeah. favorite part was not Furman doing anything good. My favorite part was imagining Sanford doing what Furman was doing. How about that? It's sad. It's depressing. It's so I know depressing. that sounds really sad, but 
that's kind of what I was excited about all season. I was like, everybody I've been talking to is like, yeah, like Stanford, like we play against Furman, like we almost beat him this year. We tied yeah. him for first place in the conference. It's hype. Yeah. I hate that. All right. God. Yeah. All right, Michael. What do we got, bro? Tennessee Duke. It was just incredible. Fantastic. It was just a fun game. We just popped them in the mouth so bad. And they were first flopping time all over doing the place. that, too. Yeah. And Duke fan, Duke fans are being such babies about it. They're the saying that we're like Rick Barnes is a terrible person, like intentionally trying to hurt Duke players. What? Yeah, Duke I've never heard anyone player. attack Rick Barnes personally. I know he's the guy of high case. He's like the guy. he's like the Mark Richt of college basketball. He's like yeah, like deep faith and. Just, Tennessee That's dips good. its Tennessee dips its toes in like actual basketball for once, and then they start <laughs> well, uh, complaining in about Duke it. mania basketball. And yeah. they're basketball just and women's basketball. <laughs> we are the Duke of women's basketball. Davis, what was your favorite moment? I I, I think I think it's the FDU win. Probably that UNC game winning oh. three, right? Oh yeah, that didn't that, happen. Um, that was okay. Everyone was... listening is like, God, could y'all stop mentioning UNC? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To be honest, I think I think uh, I think that I don't know that the end of that Arkansas game was absolutely electric, man. Like 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 it really was. Yeah. Though. That was good. I I was like I was like I was like up oh, Arkansas's Arkansas's finished. They're finished. They're finished. Like three or four, or five different times. I don't know. You know, it, it was it was a it was a blast. And um, yeah, really really gritty win. Also, like you said, Sam didn't really like that. Uh, you know, the head coach taking his shirt off and like yeah. standing up on the, it's not the of... first time he's done it either. Really? Yeah. God, I think, he, I feel like he did favorite. it last year. He's my least oh, favorite God. SEC. Coach. Yeah, he's annoying. He's annoying. Yeah. I think my favorite moment was, um, it was obviously fairly Dickinson. Cause we had, John came over that night and made burgers. We're hanging out. But nice. my second favorite moment, I mean, cause you just sat there. You're like, I can't believe this is happening. Second favorite moment. Um, probably, probably seen the fact that Auburn played Houston in Birmingham and nobody was at the game. <laughs> like, you know, Auburn is a football school when you play two hours or an hour and a half it to yeah. go to, well, that was a second round game right. to go to the sweet 16 yeah. and no one's there. And you pathetic them. second half performance I've ever seen from a basketball team. They scored yeah. like 20 points. So go Cougs. All right, look, I. Oh, go ahead, Davis. No, I was just gonna say like a quick thing, like something about Houston. I mean, I'm you know I'm really high on Houston this this year, and I think them and UCLA are the most complete teams in college basketball this year. Like UCLA is good. UCLA yeah. is good. Oh, you know what? Okay, Davis, we're we're doing no, one one last question on March Madness. All right, so now that we're almost to the Sweet Sixteen, if we had to re-pick our Final Four, yeah, who do we got? Is Davis, this a March Madness? Podcast or a Sanford podcast? I'm confused. We'll get to we'll get to Sanford. We'll get to Sanford. I think that uh, I think that I would go. I'm going to keep Houston and UCLA on the uh, on that uh-huh. side of the bracket. But I don't know. Then I think I got to go. And we're we are saying like teams that are like in the Sweet 16 and teams that are still playing the round of 32 yeah. right now. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, because this is Sunday I, night at nine o'clock Eastern. Yeah. I would have to say Alabama Tennessee. Yeah. Your SEC think, yeah. matchup. SEC matchup, Pac twelve matchup, SEC versus Pac twelve and championship, you know? All right, you ready? I got mine. 
Creighton. And just Creighton. Creighton. No, I'm just kidding. Creighton, Creighton, Kansas State, Houston, and UConn. I didn't want to buy the – I I really like that, Jeb. I didn't want to buy the Kansas State hype, but I love their coach. Yeah, dude, I watched that game today. They're a very disciplined team. Very disciplined team. And that is what matters in tournament. I was watching them finish that game. And I forgot who's that point guard, but he shoots 90 no, well, from the free throw line. The fact that they can hit those like, NBA range threes like they did. And he's like 5'5". Five, five. They oh. were just dagger after dagger the last couple minutes of that game against Kentucky from three. I just love their discipline. And so oh. I've got Creighton, uh, again, Kansas State, and Houston, and UConn. And I really like UConn. That's kind of my dark I know. Place, so I like UConn too. Michael, who you got in your final in your redraft final four? I'm gonna go Texas, UCLA, Alabama. They've gotten a lot of help, <laughs> and Kansas State because I can't. Hear he, Tennessee. Dude, I can we just talk about this, Michael? You yeah. never pick your team to like never go win team. the championship. And like if I were to fill out the bracket, look what happened when I what didn't do you mean? pick Tennessee against Duke. We beat what do you mean? Duke. I look what happened UNC when I didn't pick, pick Sanford pick... against UNCG twice. We beat UNCG twice. I mean, every okay, year I lose in the tournament, the I have them winning it all. So yeah, that's what I do. When exactly. if UNC's in the tournament, or never I, you got no, the last your couple years with yeah, you're right. We it's, you hedge it's UNC to win the championship, and that worked out well for me last year. Or well, to go to the championship, off, did it? Okay, before we go on, my final four, I can't choose Bama. I just can't. I'm going San Diego State. I'm going Kansas State. I'm going Houston. Oh, I lied, guys. I have Houston and Gonzaga on the other side, not Kansas. So I'm sticking with that. Houston and Gonzaga. Maybe UConn, but I, I Gonzaga it just feels right. They're not a one seed. There's not a lot of hype around them right now. They've kind of been flowing through the tournament. They only played once. I guess they played tonight. So. It's definitely the weakest year Gonzaga's had in a while, so it'd be fitting for them to make the Final Four. It would be. So I've got a question, and this is bringing things back to Sanford and away from the broader NCAA. Why didn't we get – even invited or chosen to be in the NIT. Like, obviously, I think we we think we were considered. We're not an automatic right? qualifier. Yeah. And as soon as we didn't automatically qualify, why would you choose I didn't a realize, school? From I didn't realize there were automatic qualifiers. Yeah, if you win either. the regular season championship, uh, you get an automatic qualifier. you don't make the NCAA tournament. you don't make the NCAA tournament, yeah. but they don't consider That's ties. why all those random crappy schools yeah. are in there. I do think that okay, like, fully healthy, sense. fully healthy. If like Quez was healthy and Logan Dow was healthy, I think we could have beaten a bunch. Of so effectively, guys. though, effectively, the the winner of the SoCon will never be in the NIT because they'll always be in the tournament. Well, we would have been in the no. NIT this year if we had beaten Furman. If we had, because oh, yeah. you're saying regular season win, regular season. Win. Yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. So technically, we did win the regular season, so, but we tied with Furman, and because we had oh two gosh, seasons, we're so close to uh, that makes that makes it's it even terrible. Worse. Yeah. I know. So basic. All right. So so what we're talking about here is Furman. We tie Furman, but then they have the the win that over us. The tiebreaker. Yeah. The immediate head-to-head. The immediate tie. Yeah, had the head-to-head. So they're the one seed from the NIT. And so they're the one seed from that perspective in the regular season. So they would have gotten yeah. the NIT bid had they, they not won the SOCON tournament, which gives 
then the opportunity, or which is the automatic bid for the NCAA tournament. Had we just had the tiebreaker, we would have, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah we were screwed from the beginning. We don't blow that win, that loss at Furman in midseason. Or if we just don't scrub it up against Wofford and have them go off for yeah, an uh, absurd amount of point, like or absurd uh, three-point percentage. All right, so you're right, Joe. Back to Sanford. So it is baseball season. We talked a little bit about baseball uh, right right after the baseball preview show we had. And we're almost through non-conference. Conference play starts in... Next, next week, right? Next week, in five days. On March 24th, we open up against ETSU in Johnson City. Up to that point, it's been a little topsy-turvy. We're 10-10 and 10 overall. We started off uh, losing the series to Memphis. But our first series win came against Moorhead State. We got run ruled every game against LSU, but they're the number one team in the country. And honestly, the first game we played super well. Uh, our pitcher, our Friday, our Friday night pitcher, Jacob Cravey, had an incredible game, and we just kind of lost it at the end. I think they scored like ten runs or something after the sixth inning. It was absurd. Um, but our offense so far has been led by Garrett Howe, guest of the guest of the pod, uh, Lucas, uh, and Stephen Klein. And then I just said our pitching's been led by Jacob Cravey. Our pitching staff has been inconsistent. Uh, but we've had a pretty tough and, – and the guys talked about this on the preview show. We have had a pretty tough non-conference schedule. A couple games would have been nice. We had a nice win against Columbia. Like recently we've picked it up. We just beat Columbia, uh, swept UT Martin. So things are kind of you know starting to – the wheels are starting to head in the right direction as we head into conference play. It would have been fun to beat Bama. Uh, but we get another shot at them in a month, April 25th. So hopefully we can win. I mean, to put it in perspective, Columbia had a big like series win against Alabama, I'm pretty sure, and we beat them. So obviously, like college baseball, the line, unless you're freaking LSU, the line is so small between teams, um, mainly because everybody just has the same amount of scholarships, 11.7. So it's kind of a crapshoot anytime you roll the ball out on the mound. But baseball is looking – to be headed in the right direction, uh, do you all guys have anything to add about the baseball season so far? Just that it seems like we've been getting behind early and having to play catch up in a lot of our games. That's I'm not a yes. baseball guy, so that's like the only you know I keep up with the scores, and it seems like we'll get down yeah. big, like two, three, four runs, and then sometimes find a way to come back. Yeah, the bullpen hasn't been awesome, and our Saturday Sunday starters have been inconsistent, and our defense hasn't been that great either. How do the D1 baseball rankings look and where do we fit into that picture? I know we're 10, I know we're 10 and 10, but we're nowhere close to being ranked. Yeah. The SoCon but, team. I mean, if is, you think about, if you think about like anything outside of the top 24. Yeah. Rankings, so when you just look at mid majors, the 11.7 guys, they kind of, they cover it the best, right? They both of them played at Mercer at some point. Um, they played yeah. at schools too, but they, what they do is they rank the mid majors because they don't get a lot of love in the top twenty-five usually. And right. Wofford right now is kind of the SoCon rep for baseball. We'll see if that turns out. Uh, they're pretty high on them. I think they had them at like number ten out of all the mid major teams, and that so includes our- powerhouses like ECU, who's like a top. 10 team nationally yeah so walford might be pretty solid that would suck um but it's a three it's a three to four horse race and we're up there for the socon yeah 
I don't think our team has shown. I don't think our team has shown enough to really decide either way if our preseason projection of contending for the title is true or not. You know, like we flash really like the first game yeah. against LSU, number one team in America by far, and we have them like a nail biter until the sixth, seventh inning. Uh, yeah. We played pretty close with Memphis. Memphis is solid. You know, we beat Columbia. We sweep UT Martin. Um, we beat the last game against UT Martin was 1-0, right? So even in a, a season where our pitching has been pretty subpar, we have a 1-0 win. You know, things like that, it's just hard to say right now. Um, but our offense is pretty good. We got some good hitters if our pitching was just a little bit better. All right, so let's get to a little bit of spring football. So I love spring football. It's one of my favorite things because it's a great time to see – because you don't like – Sometimes you get to see the freshmen that just walked on who like early enrolled, right? But most of the time you get to see kind of your core group of players that are going to be your contributors in the fall. That's what I like about it. Position battles. Right. Of course, Sanford is not televising or streaming their scrimmages for this. I don't, they, they, there was a point where they had them available. I don't even know if the practice is open. Like, I don't know if we would be able to show up, uh, and go to the game because that I, would I be was, fun. By the way, I know, right? So we're I was messaging with Lewis Freeman, the director of football ops, and he's, he's back here. Our, hmm? No, he's I just messaged this guy directly. I the the communications office uh, office is dead to me. Uh, okay, <laughs> they they I call them, they don't return calls. I email them, they don't return emails. So you're just taking the no responses a yes. Go for it. Exactly. Uh, so like Lewis it. said, I, I think it actually would be kind of fun to get. Lewis on here. I mean, director of football ops. I'm sure he's got some fun stories about hauling this team around the country. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But he said we're having two scrimmages, March 24th and 31st. Uh, We're going to do good on good, little Oklahoma drill, special teams. So I do think it would be fun to see – because one thing we talked about last year in football is the difference we really had was physicality. And of all the things you can tell out of football practice – you know, you're, ne- you're never really going to be able to tell how good people are compared to other other teams, but you can always tell if a team is physical or not based on practice. And to me, that and the backup quarterback battle are the two things I'm most curious about. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at uh, I'm looking ahead to the 2024 draft to see if there are any players that are being looked at from. Do we have any prospects? Stanford. Yeah, um, some guys that are. Obviously, they've they've already been scouted by now, and they will be scouted throughout the year next year, and in this off season, and the next, and then when it comes time to up to draft season this time next year. Uh, but it's Michael Ayers, obviously, Noah Martin, linebacker. He's our tackler. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. he's probably uh, Nick Scalzo, who's also a quarterback. How? What year is he though? We were actually talking about that before you jumped on. He's like a senior, but he's the guy who's got three ACL injuries and uh, might not even play. Um, Obviously, Jabari Brooks, uh, Motley Simmons, those are offensive linemen. Chris Noble, offensive lineman. Isaiah Watson. uh, That would be – okay, let's see. That's what draft scout – is showing us as our top guys for next That's for good. the twenty twenty four year. Like, so obviously like no skill players outside of well no skill players. 
That's got the fun. quarterback position. I think Michael Ayers, he's ranked number one, obviously. We don't uh, need – like, it's fun to have a Montreal Washington, but I'd much rather have a, a Cade Matower, you know, that North Dakota State guy. I think um, – See the lineman, offensive lineman, the big redhead. Right, isn't that his name? Oh, no, I got to look it up. I don't remember. I don't know his name. Uh Maybe that – honestly, that guy might be an OU lineman, Cade Matower. I don't think it was Cade Matower. I can it's see the guy's right. face. He's got, like, yeah. missing a couple teeth. Yeah. Cody Mock. Cody Mock. Yeah, Cody Mock. That's it. Yeah, so there's definitely some homework to do with some of the players for next year's draft. Uh, but I think – I certainly think – a lot of the players that have come out. Oh, wait, let's see. We need another Michael Pierce. I, I think, yeah, like a, a linebacker, defensive tackle. Like, obviously, um, defensive players seems to be the sweet spot. Like, even players yeah. on the outside, like um, defensive backs have been – you could call us like a DBU light, right? I was literally um, about to say that. Yeah, because uh, so many guys have had success. Um, as it's crazy defensive backs from Sanford. Um, Klosk, James. Yeah, but even guys like Cortland Finnegan and Corey White, who yeah, played for the yeah. Cowboys. Oh, Corey yeah. White. Yeah, Corey White went to Sanford okay. as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, it'll be fun to look at. I think we've got – this will be something that we'll focus on in the offseason, I think, a little bit too. Yeah, um, that'll be a fun little – especially yeah. because we have some guys this year – that are probably going to make some practice squads um, and get an, an, an actual look. But yeah. we'll get mm-hmm. in. I think that's a really good summer, some summer uh, material. Let's get to, so our schedule is missing one game. Everything's out there, right, except for one game. Now, if you go to our website, the Auburn and UT Martin games are not on there. But that's because I'm not sure if a date has been. I'm not sure because it's on UT Martin's website and it's on Auburn's website. So I don't know why it's on ours. Um. But we have one game, one non-conference schedule or game left to schedule. I'm going to give you all – I want to hear your guess, but I'm going to give you all who we've scheduled the past 10 years. So Georgia State and FAMU, Stillman, Concordia, Central Arkansas, Clark Atlanta, Mars Hill, Kennesaw State, West Alabama, Shorter, Youngstown State, funny enough. Don't want to schedule them. I hate them. Uh, Tennessee Tech, UT Martin, Alabama A&M. So geographically – like everybody's right around the, like everybody's in the Southeast with the exception of Youngstown. But that was like a, a preseason or a beginning of the season tournament or not tournament, but um, you know, like Chick-fil-A kickoff type type special. So who are we thinking? This is the last game. We've already got the big game scheduled. That's and keep Auburn, in mind right? UT. Yeah, and, exactly. And keep in mind that UT Martin is like a bigger non-conference game. Like Kinsall state was yeah. last year because they're defending conference champs. So this they're is going to be, Right, this is going to be more in line with kind of maybe your Stillman's or uh, like a gimme, right? Layup kind of right. uh, like we're we're paying them to come play us type <laughs> game, yeah, not uh, say it how it is, Mike. I agree. We're not scheduling another <laughs> Auburn. I put App State on there, but we're not scheduling App State. Oh, that'd be so fun though. Here's the problem, like for people listening to this, is like we haven't gone through and checked all of these teams' schedules. So, like, we don't even know who has a game and available open. on their right. schedule. Yeah, right that's now. a good it's, point, Mike. And I, I'm kind of shocked that, I mean, we're, what, six months from from the first week of or so, and we don't have that scheduled. That's 
the long the sh- the closer we get, the worse the team's going to be. Like, <laughs> whatever. Like so, Michael. Who so hey, you put some? Give some of the names you put. I like some of these. Well, so what? Because yeah, Sam, you said it. Like it's got to be geographical. We we bus mm-hmm. everywhere. We're not flying anywhere. So like we've got to look at. The and states we have no like, idea. This you know, basically the southeast. Like Kentucky's probably the furthest we would go. Kentucky, like North Carolina. I was looking at, like Presbyterian, Elon, and North Carolina. North Alabama would be fun. Always like you know, in-state matchups are fun. Yeah. All right. So we got Presbyterian. I really like the Elon pick, Michael. Like the Elon's probably too good. Former um, SoCon team, right? For, want to play them, but that would be so fun. Yeah, and we whoop them. I think I want to play App State sometime soon. Yeah, like Thank instead you. of a UT Martin or a Kennesaw State, like play an App yeah. State. Yeah, bring it Schedule back to two the Power Five teams. That that's, that's when you know you've made it. Because that's what to... that's what some of those schools do. They Wait, schedule two or three. Consi- are you considering App State a Power Five? Or sorry, sorry, non FCS. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, I I would say more well, according so to, to their go sorry more so to bring it back to the old school like SoCon days. Yeah. What about Davidson? Or, does Davidson have a football team? They're defending champs. They're back to back defending cha- conference champs. Oh really? Yeah, they're in the Pioneer Football League. The PFL sounds like something Dwayne the Rock Johnson's going to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not that good, but they're conference like the Pioneer League is not that great. But I yeah, we wouldn't schedule them just because they're conference champs. Like we don't want to risk. That's kind of you only yeah. want to risk it once, and we're risking against UT Martin, a loss against an FCS yeah. non-con. We did it against Kennesaw State last year, and we won, and that actually that helped high. us a lot. Top ten yeah. preseason team like, that was really yeah. nice, really nice, very nice, uh, very nice. That's why that North Alabama game, I could see that happening. Honestly, I could see the Clark or. Uh, AMU because they're not good. Who? Uh, yeah, Florida AMU. AMU. Oh, the Rattlers. Great she colors. Great name. That's a gimme. Now we're so they. It's so a Sam, gimme, baby. It's a gimme in September. I really like Michael calling out Elon. Uh, I like App State. Those are my two favorites from Michael's thoughts. I would love to play App State. It would it would bring it, it back be, to when if it was like Labor Day weekend. Year, we could all watch it together. We'd go to the game, baby. We're going to boom. My freshman <laughs> year or day. our freshman year at Samford, we I went to the homecoming game at App State. Oh, that's to cool. see some friends who went there, and they that's were funny. obviously playing Samford for their homecoming game, and Samford whooped them. It was hilarious, and uh, I think Scotty McCreary was was. Scotty McCreary was actually sitting in the Sanford section because he was there visiting with Scotty like McCreary. a friend. Jeb loves Scotty McCreary. I like Scotty McCreary. I did not like meet him or anything. I just like he was there. All right, let's let's go to the trivia. Let's go to the trivia. Because all, right. all I'm hearing is no consensus, and we really have no idea who they're going to schedule. But it's going to no be somebody idea, we're going to destroy, like seventy to zero. So, all right, boys, trivia question: What team? What team came out of the first four of so the play-in tournament to reach the final four first? I think I actually know this. I think you actually do too, but I'm not going to tell you why. I think well, you I don't. I don't know it. it. I don't think I know it, so I'm just going to go first. Go ahead, uh, my initial instinct is Loyola Chicago. That's a good guess. But can I have a second? Porter Mosier is not a good basketball coach. Can I have a second? What's your guess? second guess? 
Syracuse. That's not correct. Uh, just <laughs> go with your first guess. Syracuse ain't gonna be. I guess they could be in the. Yes, they could the be eight nine and, first four. Yeah. Yeah, like an eleven. There's seed not first an eight four nine first something. four. It's you're right. The 11, 11, 11 so, nine, nine. 12, 12 or something like that. Yeah. So sit, yeah, wait, wait, no wait. So Forget the fact that Syracuse is a great basketball program and realize that they have had down years where though? they could be a playing game. They could be a playing game. What, Michael? Jim Beheim is one of the greatest coaches of all time. But, but since the playing game is a new thing, and since yeah. the playing game yeah. has become a thing, Syracuse has not been a thing. They went to the final That's, four. What are you talking there? about? They went to the final four. Oh, you like, Villanova, Syracuse. And they, but yeah. they weren't and good that um, year. They weren't good that North year. Their zone, their zone defense got them to the final four. They were terrible. Their zone defense season. gets them everywhere all the Every time. Every year. They're, they're, never, they're, like, terrible, the reason, they're a terrible regular season team. It, they are Michigan State usually, unless they have their NBA talent, which they occasionally do. Like every few years, they got an NBA guy. I'm just saying Syracuse gets too much hype. No, I'm not. Oh. This is not Jeb like hyping up Syracuse. This is not a hype session about Syracuse. No, this is, but it turns into like, this is a conversation you about East Coast elitist. That's right. East Coast. The, <laughs> meanwhile, Michael loves Tennessee, which is on Eastern time, like it's close to the East Coast. Only or, uh, I'm on Central time. So no, yeah. he loves Knoxville. Loves Tennessee. Used to live there. And like, all right, Davis. What is your? What, we're going back to the trivia, Davis. What what you got? So state the question again. I was confused. Yeah. So right. There's a lot of there's a lot going on here. So what team out of that came out of the first four? Okay, went to the final four first. So they were the first team out of the first four to get to the final four. Um, St. Peter's. That's not a bad guess. Did they? I don't think they made the final four. They made the elite eight. They lost to uh, oh, North Carolina. Duke, UNC. Oh, okay. yeah. UNC knocked the Cinderella right, right, right. last year. All right, all right. Second, so second guess. Do I get a second guess? Yeah, it's free Jeb country, man. Right? Yeah, free country. Yeah, Jeb took one and said Syracuse. <laughs> I'm gonna name I a wanted, I wanted to talk about what my analysis was on that. It's totally possible that Syracuse made it the, the last time they made it to the Final Four. They were an 11 seed, which means that they could have been a playing team. No, That's Jeb, why you're I right. That. You're, you're it's, right. It's honestly the best way to do it as a power team. Yeah. Do the play in. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. That's just not that. But, but Loyola Chicago is my first guess. It's a better guess. Yeah. Butler. Not a bad guess. Also right? a good guess. Isn't it Oregon State? No. <laughs> I love how we let Michael we let Michael go last because he thought he knew the answer and he was wrong. Michael, I thought you had this. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I read this earlier before the show and I was like, oh, it's it's Oregon State. So they might have done it, but this is this team did it first. That's what's key here. They're Sam, true do you want Cinderella. Guess? No, I'm just kidding. You know. Yeah, I'll take a guess. <laughs> South Carolina? I don't know, dude. You said it. You said their coach earlier, Shaka. Marquette? VCU. BC, get out! I oh my god, dude! Yeah, Shaka Smart and VC the Rams, right? Dang. Yeah, I think the Rams. Something like that. Yeah, first ones to come out of the first four, a true first four team. Here's a trivia question: Without looking it up, where is VCU located? What city? Yeah, good call, Sam. Sam's right, Richmond. All right, so let's get to the part of the podcast we've all been waiting to get to. An hour into it. That's how it usually happens. Um, portal Madness in the SoCon. So I guess 
let's hit on this before we before we hit this because this is our last discussion. But ETSU did hire a new coach this week, Brooks Savage, Savage, assistant from Wake Forest, UT grad, formerly on the staff at ETSU. Mike, you're closest to the scene there. Feeling good? Seems like ETSU Twitter's blowing up, but yeah, there was some. Uh, I mean, there was some some hype around him from like mid major madness and stuff on Twitter. They were down between him and one other candidate, and I think a lot of people were excited about him. He's he's been around the block. I mean, he was at Tennessee with Bruce Pearl back in their heyday. Uh, he's been at Chat, so he kind of knows the SoCon. He was at ETSU for what five years with the. Um, before before that coaching staff all left to go to Wake Forest and they had an incredible record. They're kind of like dynasty ETSU. run, like two conference yeah. titles, like 130 two, wins, something like that. Yeah, uh, would have gone to the 2020 March Madness, but obviously COVID happened. So um, he was listed as like one of the top 50 mid major coaches, assist, assistant coaches in the country. Um, it's pretty good. So I think it's like a pretty exciting hire for them. I I. I I am still shocked that Des Oliver got fired so quickly. Like two years is a, is not that much time for a basketball program to. I mean, no, Bucky did it in two years, it's so it's we're just yeah we're in a different era. There, yeah. There's so I, just, much. I feel like three years. Three years is a great like give him three years and it doesn't work out after three years. Let him go. But two years different is so era great. meaning like at in athletic programs and even like even in things going on. You know, outside of sports, I uh, think people are less patient with uh, – everyone wants a quick result. I mean, uh, it, it, everyone ETSU wants watched immediate results. UTC, a team they hate, yeah. just transition right into a new coach, go to the conference title game again, and it's That's like, true. well, if they can do it, why can't we? And ETSU and, and UTC are kind of on the same – level in terms of uh like prestige and and like those two teams should be at the top of the socon every year mm-hmm. yeah and etsu like johnson city is not used to losing so i, I, I get that no i think no i i think it's really interesting you talk you talk about you know coaches being fired so quickly like you know two years even you know i mean you could see him as early as like right before the end of the season you know they're not going anywhere. They're not playing in any tournaments. There's no postseason basketball for these teams, and they're just like, "Up, oh, fuck it, let's blow it all up," you know? No. Like, why? No. Why are you doing that? It doesn't make. It, it's never made sense to me because you look at you look at some of these coaches, right? These long tenured coaches. I mean, Jim Beheim was one we talked about earlier, right? Like, Shashevsky, Roy Williams, right? Like these guys were assistants, yeah, but like. I, I I do not believe, and I don't know for fact, but I, I just like can't fathom that they did not struggle at at certain times, you know. And obviously, those are bigger schools, right? They're getting those, you know, top twenty five recruits, you know. Mm-hmm. They get those guys, but either way, like it's almost like some small schools are like, you know, just shooting for the moon, shooting for the stars, they, they, like like. Trying, trying to they're be not, a Gonzaga, or trying right. to be the next Gonzaga, they're, or trying to be the next. Uh, exactly. What's another school guy? Loyola Chicago. Loyola VCU, Chicago. Like, good, you could say VCU. Yeah. Um, exactly. There had like, been dude, something else going on. Who was who, like, like whether like, they didn't like the culture he was building or the way the guys played or 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you definitely because it, it was a it's definitely leash. a balancing act because you want to make sure you're giving him enough time to recruit his guys in. But if you give him too much time, then you start to lose out on recruits because, like, your momentum changes and, and recruits are like, oh, that program's moving in the wrong direction. That's and you got to yeah, time it right valid. where, like, you're not, you know, and but two the years, like, here. he he was hired in April of 2021, which is a month into the portal being open, or maybe yeah. two, three weeks into the portal being open. So he's already no, lost month, out on yeah. that opportunity to reach out early to these portal guys. So he didn't have a team, really. The same thing happened with Bucky in Bucky's first year, and they were terrible. Granted, that was the COVID year, so it was a little bit different. But you, you don't have the recruiting up. And, and that's why ETSU hired this guy so soon is because they wanted to get a jump on the portal. And then this past year, he brought in two transfers who were like all SoCon players. Very the only problem was it was the only two guys they had. They and they dealt did. with injuries with some other guys, and so they just didn't have the depth. But, like, why not give him one more year to see if he can get a couple more staples while he still has hands and he still has King? That's you just true. need, like, one or two You need decent, one more guy. Yeah, like, one more one more veteran transfer guy. And we also, some, some we also don't know what's going on inside the building, though. No, right. There's got to be some uh, like he probably may, maybe he doesn't jive with the AD. Like, yeah, something. like maybe it's it's always some sometimes it's relational. But yeah. the problem is, guys, they hired him with the same hoopla that they just hired this guy. Oh, a up and coming Power Five assistant with East Tennessee ties. Funny enough, I think didn't Oliver graduate from Tennessee too? Like, weren't they both two UT grads, or did he just coach? No, I don't. I think he just coached with Rick Barnes. Okay. I could be wrong. No, no, I don't know. Um, so, who knows? Uh, it, part of me thinks, actually, all of me thinks that this coach won't succeed either. There's a lot of um, dissymmetry or uh, conflict going on just in general in ETSU athletics. The football team is in turmoil. The basketball team is in turmoil. I want to say like people wanted the AD out, but he's like some making some kind of political play to stay. I'm not really sure what's going on up there. But to look into it, but that it's seems kind of like spicy. it might check out. At that point, it's kind of spicy. If it's if it's if it if it is multiple sports, it spans across sports programs within yeah. the university. It's it's a athletic department, and we can uh, get some more information. Like I know some guys that actually know what's happening there because it is pretty. It's a for now. Brooks Savage is the coach. So, Sam, what about all this portal madness going so, on in March? Portal madness. So, let's have a moment, a one-second moment of silence for the Wofford basketball program, for the yeah. basketball program, for the Civil basketball program. Do we need a moment of silence? Because I they're buried alive, so it doesn't. They don't need a moment of silence. Do we need um, a moment? Yeah, like because I was just looking at, it, I was like, well, that explains a lot. It's absurd. So Wofford lost their coach, right? He stepped down. They had an interim coach. So you expect some turmoil here. The problem facing Wofford right now is it sounds like if – I don't know. did they Do we know if they promoted their interim coach to a full-time head coach? I don't think they have yet. I feel like we would have seen something come out. Because there are three freshmen in the portal for Wofford. You have Amari Trice, Jackson Pebaletsky, and then Josh Morissette. Now, Josh Morissette didn't really play at all. Jackson, obviously, freshman of the year, and Amari Trice averaged about 17 minutes a game, so pretty good role player. 
BJ Mack and Messiah Jones, older guys. BJ's already transferred once from Coastal Carolina, so that's not surprising, right? They want to go someplace for their last year or two, probably a little more uh, solidified coaching wise. Um, that makes what sense. if what if BJ transfers to Samford? He could have we how how much inter how much inter conference or is Messiah the grant Messiah intra conference transfer. transfers have we seen how many so, Jed the problem with the SoCon is they're the only conference in D one that requires oh yeah that's to right set out a year unless they're a grad transfer I forgot about that and we had an, yeah. we talked we had an entire section okay so Wofford has five guys in the portal um, looks like three starters and then Amari Trice and then a freshman didn't play much but. When you have three freshmen, that's not good. Huge task for that coaching staff. If they retain them, um, if, if Wofford retains the coaching staff, a huge job to get some guys in. And if they hire a new one, maybe an opportunity for them to re-recruit their own guys. Like Jackson obviously, obviously chose Wofford on its merits as a freshman. He knew how good he was. We don't know if he was using Wofford as a stepping stone. Maybe he was. We don't know. But if they hire the right guy, there's a chance he can come back. VMI. It's funny that we keep going back to VMI and people wanting out of VMI because Kendall Watson's uh, <laughs> just keeps rolling back in my head. Um, you have Ricky Bradley, Tony Felder, Tyler Hauser, and Sean Conway. Three, all, all, all three guys averaged over 25, or all four guys averaged over 25 minutes. Three of them, though, are freshmen. Now, obviously, VMI started five freshmen, and they're the only school team in America to do that for like one or two games. Um, but still, a lot of turmoil there for honestly what ended – on an uptick, like it felt like VMI started off terrible, but you could see some actual growth. I did notice that their star player, uh, we talked about Asher Woods, is not in the portal, so that's a good sign. I mean, we and we talked about it last week, but being in the portal doesn't always mean that you're actually transferring either, unless you're coming for VMI. Michael said in that, case, but. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, I think it it expresses put, that yeah you've got to, if you're a player you've really got to think through that before you put your name in the portal because you yeah. might be burning some bridges if you decide to come back right like, what if not, the coaching staff is trying to fill that is fill your spot I mean you only have so many scholarships yeah, yeah. I I would imagine that you know ninety something percent of players that enter the portal have full intent to transfer out yeah football is a little okay. different yeah. but basketball for sure. And then right, Mercer. Let's go to, to Mercer because VMI is just not good. Um, a similar situation with Mercer. So two freshmen, Shannon Grant and David Craig, go blue, uh, both in the portal. But then Sean Walker, James Glisson, Kamar Robertson. None of these guys except for Kamar, um, they all played a lot, but they weren't necessarily high contributors or big contributors. And since James is a senior, Sean's a, a rising senior. It's hard to say how much they're losing. I think the biggest loss are the two freshmen. And I don't know, guys. When you have five guys enter the portal, that's not good, right? Well, it certainly wasn't good for Wofford. <laughs> so, yeah, probably not good for Mercer. I don't know what's going on over there. but Yeah, like, what do y'all think? Like, I mean, they did. Mercer, a team like this? Mercer did probably have the worst season in terms of uh, expectation to reality yeah. of anybody That's in SoCon, because they were everybody kind of thought going into SoCon player they were going to be like a top four team in the, in the, in the yeah. conference. Remember when their coach like followed the refs out the building against Sanford because they didn't no. give him the timeout? <laughs> you don't remember that? 
Oh, I remember the ending of that game. I didn't remember yeah. that the coach didn't give he, him a timeout. He, he, or, or chased the after the, he chased after the refs, like out the building to try to talk to him about it. I mean, I would have been, I would have been peeved. I would been. He's on the hot seat for sure. Like, he, so maybe they know. Yeah, something their we team don't. just didn't strike me as as bad as they ended up being. I don't know. They there seems like there could be something there, but when you're losing this many pieces, both yeah, not the from the eye the test. Future, yeah, from the eye test, they don't. They didn't seem like that bad, you know. No, like they're probably in line with like WCU, but from a results perspective, they just couldn't win games. So that brings us to Citadel. Now, outside of Walford, Citadel's losing one of their bigger pieces too. Stephen Clark was basically their team. Uh, he was their what four four spot. I don't like he might have played center. He was their tallest guy, but I don't think he he was definitely a facilitator and a rebounder and a shot blocker. Like he he was the guy we've talked about that led the team in assists, blocks, uh, steals, rebounds, and points. Talk about a one man show. He's gone. Now he might be so it says he's in the junior class. I going back to the COVID situation, I don't know how accurate these classifications are academically. You know, they just show it athletically. So academically, he may be a graduate. And if so, hey baby, Birmingham has our arms outstretched. Come, come nah, to Birmingham. Dude. Nah. <laughs> Because at the we end of the so day, few, yeah, I don't know. so few what? I think we only you have three want scholarship opportunities. I don't know. You want one? I think if you've proven to be like, well, okay, I, I, I say all of that, and maybe because his team is so bad, he led them in all these stats. You know, maybe it's. Um, I don't remember watching Citadel and seeing anybody that I was impressed by. Oh, you weren't impressed by um. Our favorite guy. Ash Woods um, or whatever that guy was. Ash. Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, that yeah. guy sucked. And then the last two, ETSU and Samford. Just losing one guy at the moment. We're holding our breath, praying that nothing else drops. Um, but D'Anthony Tipler for ETSU, he's a he'll, he'll be a grad transfer. He averaged 26 minutes and 10 points. Not, not bad. Um he was a starter. We remember him playing, but like we had just mentioned, he wasn't King or Haynes, so he wasn't that good. Uh, and then Sanford, obviously, we had the emergency pod about Quez. That sucks, losing your team's high score when he played. So I think, guys, if we were to rank the losses here for the team, I think Wofford. I would put Wofford first, Sanford second, Citadel third, then Mercer, it's just hard to judge. Sam, you really like Stephen Clark, then. <laughs> well, when you think about it from like what your team is losing, like VMI is losing a bunch of freshmen that they're all freshmen, so it's like eh, hard to say how much they lost. But Steve Citadel is losing their team with Stephen Clark. When you put Sanford second, are you considering the guys that are like, like graduating too? The in- no, no, just, the, just the guys impact. transferring out. Just the portal. Just the, portal. Just the wow. impact like the of impact the player to the team. Quez, like Quez alone, you're considering that. Because like he was this. our leading scorer. So that's why it's a big hit, right? The The reason why we wouldn't be number Ridic- one is because we have a lot of other pieces. Wofford is the clear one. They're losing the freshman of the year and their two like elder statesmen basically on the team. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think uh, Furman, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Furman. Uh, because obviously, you know, obviously, when when you're a mid-major team and you upset somebody in March Madness, it's so like your coach is going to get looks, and we Bob Rich is already going to get looks. 
The house. And if he leaves and then JP McGee hitting that that game winner, you know, and we talked about it with Davis, uh, the other Davis in the last episode. So they could easily jump up to like the top of that list in terms of like total losses. They could. We could be talking next week. Furman is number one by far. Yeah. Um, and we'll get in like we'll cover like roster turnover when we get to preseason basketball in the fall. Because that's when we'll actually know who's on campus and stuff and who actually left and such. Um, yeah. We'll probably stick to the portal, both commits and, and uh, decommits. Or what entry – I don't know how you classify somebody that is going into the portal. But we'll probably stick to that for a little bit. Furman, though, Mike, is going to be hopefully – hopefully a special kind of storm is coming to uh, – <laughs> What's the what's the town in South Carolina? Traveler's Rest. Traveler's Rest. Thank you. Or Greenville, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's no update on two four seven sports of any like predictions for Quez, or I don't even. I mean, it's not even yeah, guaranteed that something will happens. be there. I haven't. I don't know if you guys have seen anything on Twitter about that. Or it's obviously like the first week. So, yeah. um, the other thing is. Definitely think Wofford has the biggest impact to their program out of anybody. Yeah. Uh and then for that many players to leave Mercer, I don't I don't know what's going on with that. And then, you know, I think just a biased opinion, you not having Quez for his last eligible year is unfortunate. Uh, all right, let's get to our shout outs. Let's get to the end here. Um Davis, the honor is yours. Shout outs, anything, the, the floor is yours. Anything you want to end on. It can be anything a, in any Anything in the like, world. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think, I don't know. I want to shout out Jeb for inviting me. Um, shout out, you know, you, Sam, Michael. Thanks brotherly for, love. Thanks for having me. And yeah, really fun. Really fun. I, I, I like, I like, you know, the conversation. I loved uh, listening to you guys talk about um socon and like i don't know i it's it's definitely especially now that i know and i've i mean i've known i you know bj mac what when did he transfer to wofford like two years ago mm-hmm. yeah i think 21 yeah, two years ago yeah see i didn't know that until a couple of months ago and i was like oh okay so like that's like you know there's there's a connection there and uh obviously with samford i i like watching samford basketball games with jeb um, yeah, really cool stuff, and I'll, I'll definitely be paying more attention to it now. I think you're our first non-SoCon guest on here. Really? Which is cool. Maybe. Yeah. Well, Maybe you're saying not associated with some... With, yeah. Cause he, I'm, not a, I'm not a grad. I'm not even like... Huh? He came and slept on our couch one time, Jed. That's true. <laughs> he did. He has, he has hung out on campus, so... Yeah. Did we shoot hoops on uh, in Pete Hannison too? I feel like we, we went and shot hoops on the court. We did, yeah. I maybe shouldn't put that on the internet. Yeah, perks, we did. Perks <laughs> of a small school. It's all legal. No, I, I can't remember what the – I think it was just open and we were allowed to it's go a small play, school. Like, shoot Who hoops. Care? But, Who would care? No, I don't think anyone cares. I, mean, yeah. I just was saying – I think we went and did that. That was fun. Um, <laughs> uh. My shout out, Sam, is Creighton being in the Final Four. <laughs> they're not. They're they made not it. There yet. They've just they, made it. Nope. Guys, they're, they're, they're already there. They've made it. They, they've, they've made they it to the Final the Four. 
this is being recorded this is being recorded this is being recorded at at, on sunday march 19th 10 p.m eastern and creighton already made the final four all right michael who you got uh sam so i'm gonna pull josh i was actually texting with josh today uh trying to get some insight from him on portal stuff and yeah. you know, difficulty with the portal is you don't really know who you've offered. It's not like high school where guys will like tweet out, "Oh, I got an offer to go play here." Uh, but he said that one guy that we're strongly trying to recruit, not cr- recruit right now, is a big man out of high school uh, named Elijah Strong, and he's actually from the Charlotte area. So I thought since Davis was on, I'd give this guy a, uh, a shout out. Elijah yeah, he Strong plays, he's plays a, in Myers Park. Yeah, Myers Park. You know him, Jeb. No, but Myers Park High Schools is like, yeah, we. Yeah. It's a he's public a, school. It's public school in Myers Park neighborhood yeah, in Charlotte. Yeah. Power forward, uh, six eight, two forty five, and is a three star. So he's got offers from Wofford, App State, uh, Dude, Sanford, and a couple legit. other schools. He, well, yeah, what's he's, cool? He's gross. In a good way. Really good. In a good way. Yeah. No, Davis actually That's knows great. him, and the dude's gross. No, I'm just oh, do you really? Uh, no, no, no. I don't know Um, But what's cool is I could actually go watch him play at a high school game or something. And if you he should. signs at Sanford, you know, you or just be like, just scream out, you know, and be like, hey, sign with Sanford. So See he's a high school recruit. He's a high school recruit. He's not a college guy. This is uh, It's not like a I transfer. Yeah. Guys, this if we can somebody, get three yeah. stud, he's a three star. He's a three star rating like, too. And here's and you know we talk about it. It's like that balance between like the portal and uh, recruiting out of high school. And I think a lot of people are going to want to go straight to the portal to get a guy that's experienced to try to replace like Logan Die and Quez and Bubba Parham and stuff. But if we have like three solid high school freshmen, we can manage to keep them there and like grow them. Imagine what our team would look like in like a year or two. Exactly. Yeah. So I I do want to. I'm looking at two four seven sports right now, and uh, on March fourth we offered Elijah Strong uh, a scholarship to play basketball. What, yeah, was uh, that his like? Wofford offered him yeah. in January. Uh, Saint Bonaventure. Let's go. <laughs> one of our one of the darlings from uh, March Madness. All right, guys. So that wraps up our that wraps up our 18th total episode. We're almost getting we're almost to number 20. Kind of hype. Uh, Davis, thanks for joining, man. We're gonna yeah. have you on a couple more times uh, as March progresses. At least once, one more time. Talk about March Madness, and definitely to talk about NFL if we ever do that in the off season. Maybe NBA. We can. Davis yes, knows everything now, about the NBA. We are ex. No, we are not talking NBA. That no, I mean in like. But we NBA will talk about implications. NFL. Like starting my own podcast, I'll talk to myself about NBA. <laughs> and basketball. with that, I hope everybody has a great rest of the week, and we will catch y'all next time. Hopefully, not another emergency pod. State of the Bulldogs out. Hey, you already know. You know, Sanford about to get that ring, man. Hey, love y'all. We love y'all. <laughs>